This podcast is brought to you by Modest Coffee, single origin coffee without the snobbery. Go to www.modest.coffee forward slash no bad reviews to see what coffees they're roasting today. Cheers! Welcome to No Bad Reviews, colon, a coffee podcast. We are three friends and co-workers here to talk about coffee, talk about some background of coffee, and we're going to try a coffee and give no bad reviews. I'm Jenny, and I run all of the operations at a coffee company called Modest Coffee. Well, you introduced the coffee company this I time. I did this time. I, I need to get comfortable with that. And I'm Marcus, and I report to Jenny... <laughs> At the same coffee company. <laughs> and I'm Stephanie. <laughs> and I also report to Jenny at the same coffee company. Uh, look at that. <laughs> I uh, No bad reviews. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. She's great. <laughs> so good. No, you are great. You're really good. Yeah. You're, you're a fair and just boss. I pay you to say that to me. Not like a <laughs> dictator at all. <laughs> She's about um, to invade your personal space. I'm really glad that you're not in my hot pocket all the time overseeing everything <laughs> I do. <laughs> um, yeah, you're welcome, guys. I try to be nice. Um, thanks. I'm so tired this morning. I had a joke like somewhere in my mind, but then my brain just couldn't bring it to the forefront. Um, I do want to just talk about really quickly a little bit of personal business. Ooh. We got a new puppy <laughs> and he's so cute. I just have to tell all of our listeners about him because Aww. you know how it is when you get a new puppy and we'll post a picture of him on our Instagram, Facebook's because he's just too cute. Uh, we'll move into real business. Um, we have a winner of our subscriber giveaway. Deb, you're our winner. Thank you so much for subscribing and sending us a screenshot um, of your follow slash subscription. So anybody can enter this giveaway. We're still giving out coffee. A bag of modest coffee will go to our weekly winner. Um and then, let's see, we also have a Patreon. Ooh. We're uploading bonus episodes. We have a, a new segment called Love It or Leave It. And we try something, and we tell you if you want if we want you to love it or leave it. And then we also are going, we're releasing our episodes early, also ad-free. Um, you can get your name up on our website, do AMAs. There's all sorts of fun things that we have planned for our Patreon. So go ahead and check that out at patreon.com slash pod. And then also we have merch. You can represent No Bad Reviews colon a coffee podcast in your everyday life. So just go to our website, nobadreviewspodcast.com, and click on the merch tab and go hook yourself up. There's some really fun, brightly colored goods for you to enjoy. Um, and I think that's it for our real business. And uh, today, Steph is going to be telling us about a very strange coffee combination, in uh, our opinion. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's a coffee product. It's... Um, Barely. <laughs> <laughs> it is vanilla-flavored Coca-Cola with 
coffee ready it, to drink in a can. It's not even real coffee, though, right? Well, there's real coffee. But I mean, it's not coffee, it. coffee that you would think of. Yeah, if you want to switch to a different coffee real quick, I'm totally down. I don't want to drink this. No. <laughs> um, I'm just going to start our day off with like a shot of pure sugar and like a little bit of coffee. There is, yeah. there is a lot less sugar in this than really? there is in regular Coke. Get out. Oh, but there's also like aspartame or something oh, like that. Come on. Come on, that's right. So this is like... Half diet, half regular. Why yeah. even bother? Why not just commit? And then it's not even made with coffee, like brewed coffee. It's just like some sort of powder, right? Right. Coffee powder. Jesus Christ. Um, carbonated water, high fructose corn syrup, mm. caramel color, coffee powder, phosphoric acid, natural flavors, caffeine, sodium benzoate, potassium sorbate, sucralose. Sucralose. Oh, and, and they uh. added extra caffeine to that too? Yes. Okay. Well, the Coke caffeine anyways. is always, yes, in addition oh, to Coke. Oh, that's true. That's yeah. true. So it's like they just took some Coke, added some sucralose, and added some coffee powdered powder. coffee. And yes. then they charged like 6x what you would normally charge for a Coke. <laughs> yeah, so this is, uh, hmm. all right, well, you know, uh, I'm here to try coffee, any coffee. And give no bad reviews. It's going to taste weird <laughs> adding cream and sugar to that. Oh, <laughs> but the whiskey might be all right. I'm actually, that might be okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, isn't whiskey and coke a thing, right? Yeah. I mean, you guys might be onto some sort of speedball sort of thing. <laughs> oh. That's what we need today. <laughs> yeah, actually, could, I, could use it. Um, 18 grams of sugars in this one. Regular coke has... 39 grams of sugar? I don't... But wait, based on size, though, 39 grams no, of sugar? is that like 12 ounces. Oh, that's still 12 yeah. ounces? How many it's servings is it in that can. can, though? Oh, that's funny. No, just one, one okay. can per okay. serving, that's yes. Good. So it's half the amount of sugar as regular Coke. Right. Hmm. Okay. I um. It's a health product. Practically. <laughs> they want you to switch over. That's still what? Like four teaspoons of sugar? That's still over a tablespoon of sugar. I know for women, your recommended daily dose is less than men, and I know men is 36 grams per day. I think women is like 24 grams. Of added sugars. I didn't even realize it was that much. Yeah, I think women... Added sugars. Well, we're talking max, and we're also talking American diet, so whoever makes those recommendations had to take all of that into account. Right. It's probably actually like real health, like your body telling you would be less, I'm sure. Zero. Yeah, exactly. Don't do added sugars. Yeah, exactly. I was curious about 39 grams of sugar in a regular a Coke. a ton of sugar. It's three tablespoons. Ugh, like, imagine putting that in your coffee, three Ugh. tablespoons Ugh. of sugar. So gross. That's so much sugar. Imagine so much. just, like, scooping that into your mouth. Disgusting. I looked at every... I had, like, chocolate and cookies and ice cream at home, and I looked at all of them, and none of them had that much sugar per serving as a can of Coke. Yeah, no. It's funny yeah. to me. It's so weird because when you're drinking, it doesn't feel like I'm consuming that much. I was just you know thinking I mean? the same thing. It's got to be so bitter. It's like the Coke syrup itself has got to be so yeah, bitter that's true. that when you add 39 grams of sugar that it's like, hmm, this isn't bad. I, I wonder if... which part is really bitter. Yeah. I found out which part is oh, really bitter. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Hey, Marcus, look hey. at you. L- right. Little Mr. Smarty Pants over yeah. there. I'm a little, little, little unwinder. <laughs> um, I wonder if the carbonation also contributes to that. Well, we do know that that carbonation mixed with water, or CO2 mixed with water, makes carbonic acid, which is bitter. Uh-huh. So mm. there's a little bit of bitterness yeah. from that, too. That's okay. true. All right. 
Well, Interesting. I mean, you have like a really impressive stack of note cards. Yeah, there, Steph. Steph. I've never heard of the Coke Company. <laughs> Can you tell me about them? <laughs> They're famous for their coffee, Marcus. <laughs> Is, I wonder if they are as big as Jim Beam as a coffee roaster, or like, just, they're competing, oh, number they're one and number two. Even smaller than Jim Beam as a coffee roaster for the moment, I bet, but we'll, we'll see. Give them a chance. There is, um, there is no timeline or history on the Coca-Cola website. Do they just you eat think they're ashamed of something? <laughs> like, <laughs> they literally mention the inventor with, like, one sentence, and then that's it. Like, wow. they do not want you to know. And this history, I mean, the 1860s? Oh, that's good. I'm glad oh, they, they put a date They go back that far. Yeah. So I just, I feel like there's so there's so much history you can see from these note cards. I'm not going to, I wanted to do a whole timeline for them. And just, like, <laughs> tape together a bunch of note cards and have it span across your living room. <laughs> But I didn't have time for that. Um, so I picked out some of the best stories about the history of Coke. There are so many. And I we'll assumed just, it was um... like the Bible. And it was like just part of the creation of man. And on seventh day, we created Diet Coke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to pick out my favorite stories from the Coca-Cola Bible and share them today. <laughs> That's crazy that there were so many stories oh that you God. could pick and choose. Oh, my God. There's so much. I mean, there's such like an ingrained part of American culture. So I guess that makes sense. But well, let's start at the start. Yes, I am going to start at the start because I think the origin story is the best story. The origin story is an American story. It is Legit our story. American. Oh, my God. So who did he kill? <laughs> who did he enslave? I don't know. I don't know about any murder or enslavement. Okay. Um, Lieutenant Colonel. Oh, shit. Are you for real? John Lieutenant Colonel Dr. <laughs> John Stith Pemberton was the inventor of Coca-Cola. His name is Stith? Stith. Mm, that reminds me of like the, the Star Wars... Evil He's guys. a Stith Lord. Yeah. <laughs> I was hoping you were going to say Esquire at the end. Oh, that would have oh. been so good. You know what? Just add it. Okay. Add it. So let's hear his full name with Esquire. Lieutenant Colonel Dr. John Stith <laughs> Pemberton X. Esquire. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. It's Chase. The third. Um, we, in spite of everything, I, I kind of have a soft spot for this guy. Um, he was English, and we can trace his ancestry to, like, the boat that his great-grandpa came over on in the 1600s. It was called the Submission. Oh. Um, and it came from London or someplace in 1682. Um, his his great-grandfather, Phineas Pemberton, was a chief administrator to William Penn, like Pennsylvania wow. Penn. Wow. Mm. So I feel like he had a pretty good start in life. He, a, he was one of a, was literally like friends with the founding fathers. Right. Yeah. Cool. Right. It does not cool. sound like he came over on one of those indentured servant boats. Yeah. No, I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think yeah. so. It sounds like they were fancy. Um, but that was like his great grandpa or something. Um, John Pemberton at age 19 got a medical degree. <sighs> They were I mean, just handing them well, out back then, too. I mean, like, I was just, how much medical did they know back then? 
I don't. Uh, 1850, I think it was. Anybody could be a doctor back then. I think you could. I mean, at 19, he got his degree and Do- started practicing. He's a Doogie Hauser. He's a... <laughs> <laughs> he went to the Reform Medical College of Georgia, which also sounds like a very good school. I'm like sure. Like the country Georgia? No. The state of Georgia. He is from, I guess, did I mention that? He's from Georgia. Oh, he's he from Georgia. He grew up in Georgia. Okay. Yes. I don't know how much fighting he actually did. He wasn't, he was part of the Georgia State Guard. So they were part of the Confederate Army, but I don't think he left Georgia. Like, I think he was there to defend the state. And the only battle that I found information about him participating in was the battle in his town where he lived. Hmm. So it's possible that, I mean, he fought in the Civil War, but he might have fought because the Union Army was like... Like at, at the at, river, ready to attack his like city. At his back door. Right. He was I, probably a medic, medic anyways. Like, if I were, would have to imagine. Like, I don't know. Okay, Pat, Maybe, yeah. You're a doctor, right? Like, why would they put him on the front lines? Sounds like, like, Even the if Nash- he's a bad doctor, it's better than a... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when you need a leg amputated, right. what are you going to do? You're right. just going to kind of grab anybody, I think. Right. Mm. You have experience? Yeah. You're whoever, a medic. Whoever's yeah. got the whiskey and the saw, come yeah. on down. Yeah. <laughs> This is, so, this is, like, two weeks before the end of the Civil War. It's one of the last battles. It's the Battle of Columbus. Columbus, Georgia, is located on the Chattahoochee River, right on the Alabama border. So, the Union Army showed up on Easter, April of 1865, um, and there were two bridges coming over the river, and they, the Confederate Army kind of booby-trapped one of the bridges and convinced the Union Army to come on, and then they set the bridge on fire. What? Don't not fucking trust the Confederate don't. Army when they say, come on this bridge. When there are two bridges. <laughs> don't fucking do and it. the enemy says, take this one. <laughs> don't fucking do it. Do that one. Do that one. <laughs> for sure. The so fuck? they set the bridge on fire. The Union Army retreats. They think the battle's over. It's like two in the afternoon. Um, and then the Union Army waits until nightfall and takes the second bridge after they were, dark. They weren't expecting that? The Confederates? <laughs> I mean, these are just a bunch of dumbasses. I'm sorry. <laughs> what the fuck? Got them. Time to go celebrate, boys. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> the Union are like, sure, we'll take your burning bridge. And then night falls and Confederates are like, they're what not the going to find that other bridge. We're all good, guys. We said they could have that one. They're like, <laughs> they're a bunch of dummies. <laughs> all of them, the whole lot of them. Mm. Well, the whole lot of them all ended up on the bridge together after dark with no idea who was who oh or what was what. And <laughs> John Pemberton ended up getting stabbed in the chest with a saber. Oh my shit. Wow. And John Pemberton was his. Was him, the founder, the. Inventor of Coca-Cola. Wait, but I, guess spoiler- I thought he was a stiff lord. <laughs> <laughs> he should have been much better at fighting. Um, so, but spoiler alert, he, he lives. lives. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. He survived. This is why he invented Coca-Cola. He was injured. He developed a morphine addiction trying to manage the chronic pain that mm. was a result of his injury. I mean, that's, you know, that's what happens. Coca-Cola was medicine. So it was 1866 when he started seeking a cure. 
For pain? For morphine addiction? Yes. For oh. Well, it had to do both. It had to help him kick his morphine addiction and also help him with his chronic pain. Oh, okay. And because he was a doctor I and can't a wait chemist in a drugstore, he had all the tools necessary to develop this. So his first recipe was I, called... I just want to say, it sounds like the 1850s were maybe going to be kind of fun. <laughs> <laughs> There's some fun. All right. <laughs> it's the medicine back then. I know. It was way more fun. Oh, I mean, they didn't have penicillin, but they had so many other things you didn't even care. Yeah. If you got yeah. a wound, they used to like pack it with garlic and parsley and shit. <laughs> I think it's going to get more fun than that. And salt. Like making yeah. a sausage. His first recipe was called Dr. Tuggle's Compound Syrup of Globe Flour. Okay, these fucking names yeah. from the 1800s. <laughs> like, uh, they are extra. Yeah, he clearly was on morphine when he came up with that one. And his name. Who's right. Dr. Tuggle? I don't yeah. know where that, like, that's what his wife called him, and he thought it was cute and funny or something. Um, the compound syrup of globe flour turned out to be toxic. Oh. So that one didn't fly. Then he was inspired. There was a French drink called Vin Mariani that was extremely popular in France uh, in the 1860s. Um, everyone was drinking it. There was like uh, celebrities and popes were Ooh. like advertising wow. for it. I have a poster that I want to show you guys. It was like the OG Instagram influencers. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Look at that poster. It's like a Toulouse-Lautrec Moulin Rouge poster. It's oh my beautiful. God. From, Where for, do I get some of this? This looks so fun. So Tell here, me about it. Here like are the, the ingredients. has approved it. Like God, even God approves. Yes. Yes. I mean, this woman is dancing and so flailing her arms in an excited carefree way. Looks like a fun drink, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, totally. yeah. yeah. I can't wait to hear what's in it. Here are the ingredients. Uh, Bordeaux wine. Okay. Love it. And Starting it's up. just mixed with a little cocaine. Oh, <sighs> perfect. Brilliant. Yeah, I knew we were going to have some fun. Very popular. Yeah. I can't. Some not Because <laughs> <laughs> of the marketing. Right. Yeah. <sighs> so um, this is what Pemberton's French wine cola, the precursor to Coca-Cola, was made of. It was wine <laughs> and cocaine. Hey. And um, the cola part is uh, cola seeds. Oh. Or I'm sorry, cola nuts. Okay. They're related to cacao, like chocolate plants. Okay. It's a tree. It grows in African rainforests, and it has cocaine, um, caffeine in it. I've heard of this, this before. The cola nut. Yeah. yeah. And the cola nut has the caffeine in it. It's bitter. And this is where the caffeine, I don't know why you need caffeine when you have cocaine. <laughs> it's like Just, doubling you know. up. Amplifier. I mean, why not? It's the 1850s, 1860s. What else are you going to fucking do? Oh, gosh. I, I mean, just... everything was a lot of work back then. I mean, you couldn't just hop in your car and drive somewhere. I mean, you had to, like, do, like, horses or walk or whatever. I don't even know if they had bicycles. So yeah, it's if like you're nursing you, a stab wound, it's like just... you got you got to have a little more. extra. Right. And the cocaine's <laughs> just not going to cut it. Right. <laughs> Um, Pemberton's French wine coca was incredibly popular as a like syrupy medicine. It was it was not like a carbonated soft drink at that beginning stage. It was like a syrupy medicine. I would say quote unquote medicine, right? Right. Oh, you know they called it a patent medicine. Okay. Which meant like over the counter. Um, 
Yeah, which meant like, you know, somebody just made this up and yeah, I don't know. It's like snake oil. Yeah. It, it is like sound, snake oil. I don't know. This These ingredients don't sound like a snake oil, though. These ingredients sound like they're going to actually really do something for you. <laughs> That's yeah, true. Right. That's true. Right. It's not just, it's sugar and lime juice, but it's not just sugar and lime juice. It's right. also, yes. So Coca-Cola, that's where the name came from, the coca leaf. It wasn't really, it wasn't powdered cocaine that he was putting into the syrup. He was extracting the cocaine from the coca leaf with alcohol. Oy. That's how you get the cocaine out. It's, yeah. it's like a solvent. I feel so. like they still do that. If, at least from what I saw, I saw in Narcos when I watched Narcos. Oh. That's how I learned. Hmm. Yeah, gasoline, yeah. which is not that Yikes. different than alcohol. It's a uh, it's an organic solvent. I mean, yeah. Yep. And it's a let's see, it would probably be a non-polar solvent. It sounded a lot cleaner back then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I knew there was um cocaine in this originally, but I didn't realize there was alcohol in it originally. Yeah, it's like, like a, a wine. Real, this yeah. is a really Yeah, I would try this medicine. <laughs> Um, it was advertised as a cure for pain, depression, addiction, alcoholism. Fuck yeah, it was. And of course, for women, hysteria. Hysteria. Yes. Absolutely. Because you know how the women were. So hysterical. All the time. Um, unfortunately, in 1886, which was about 20 years on, um, he, he was living in Atlanta at that point, And Atlanta and Fulton County enacted temperance legislation well before the federal government did. So then Sounds he like needed a, a non-alcoholic alternative. So mm. it's amusing to me that the wine came out, but the cocaine, yeah. <laughs> no reason to take that out. It's the lesser of two evils. <laughs> yes. <laughs> cocaine, by the way, was more affordable than alcohol at that time in huh. our country. It was completely legal and it was used a lot. Well, I mean, it's, you know, I makes mean, society happened? productive. That's what happened. You know, people did believe it made society productive and employers were giving it to their employees. Like instead of coffee, they were literally providing <laughs> cocaine <laughs> Fuck yeah. because it was so cheap and readily Man, available. The 1800s were lit. Yeah, for real. <laughs> like, get those kids back to work. <laughs> When this temperance situation happened, um, Dr. Pemberton sought help from some other local pharmacists to try to work on this medicine. I mean, for 20 years, it had been selling really well. And he was like, oh, we need to reformat this whole thing. What are we going to do without alcohol? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so there's a guy named Willis E. Venable, who was an Atlanta drugstore owner, and he helped um, test and perfect the recipe. They did a lot of trial and error, a lot of taste testing. Um, and it, I think it was his idea to add the carbonated water mm. to replace the wine. I mean, that makes sense, actually. It's kind of a good stand-in. Well, now I'm wondering, because our house is built in 1892, so like the height of you know the fun pharmaceutical era... I wonder, and this house was built by a pharmacist. Now I'm wondering, oh, like, where's Lord. the cocaine hidden in this house? Oh, my God, sure. that'd be so great. <laughs> right. <laughs> the den. We have found, we found mercury. 
Really? Not a, like a bottle of mercury with like a skull and crossbones on yeah, it. Yeah, I think that's cool and yeah. scary. It's good for the joints. <laughs> do you smoke can... that or how do you? <laughs> now I'm convinced that there's got to be cocaine in this house somewhere. I'm going <sighs> to find it. Is it like, how long does that, nobody knows how long cocaine lasts, right? I mean, is it still good? Is it still usable? No one's held on to I'm it for 100 a, years before. It's a risk I'm willing to I'm take. I'm sure you guys will be willing to try. <laughs> for whatever I have to do for the podcast. Are we going to try to recreate this, this recipe <laughs> for a love it or leave it episode? Oh my God, I would like to <laughs> just. I, w- <laughs> I did teach myself organic chemistry over the pandemic. So There you go. We yeah. have a chemist. I mean, we're all set. Just. Where do we get the coca leaves? Uh, well, the Coca-Cola company was still putting them in their drink until very recently. Really? So How they were it? importing the leaves. They were using not cocaine, but like a flavoring extract was coming from the coca leaves. They were using that until the 80s when the drug ro- war ramped up and they Thanks, Reagan. were convinced that they should not keep Supporting, right? Yeah, I mean, how do the you cartels. even import? Co- like, who are you importing coca leaves from, and how are they getting across <laughs> the border? And then, who is working in your factory who you're trusting with? Yeah, millions of pounds of coca leaves. They or had to call Mr. Escobar. Oh my god! And we're like, hey, sorry, like, we're gonna have to stop buying your leftover cocaine leaves. <laughs> Pablo was pissed. Coca Cola is my best client. <laughs> Oh, so they did end up perfecting it. The 80s, though. That's crazy. Yeah. 80s. Yeah. Yeah, that was definitely a Reagan thing. Yeah. I mean, he ruined a lot, I think. At least I'm told. (laughs) You're too young to remember. I'm too young to remember. remember. I just know from what what my parents have passed down, Mm. the lore. (laughs) Well, my parents said that Reagan was awesome. Listen. This is fair and balanced podcasting. I am really enjoying how the knowledge just trickles down. (laughs) And I'm pretty sure we can thank Reagan for that. Thanks, Reagan. Oh, boy. All right. Um. What a buzzkill that guy was, though, for real. Let's get back to cocaine. Okay. (laughs) Um, So they add the carbonated water in lieu of wine, and decide to stop selling it as a medicine and start selling it as a fountain drink. Although fountain drinks were kind of medicine at the time, too, because they thought carbonated water was really healthy. And you'd buy fountain, like the soda fountain was set up in the drugstore. Oh, yeah, that's true. It was, wasn't it? It was an easier way to get the medicine. So wait, so like kids were going up to the soda counter, like, can I have some of that carbonated cocaine, please? Do you want to know how much cocaine was in it at this point? Oh, my God. how much? (laughs) That was hard information to find. Cocaine was losing popularity like the closer to 1900 you get. And so by the time it became illegal in 1914, they had mostly removed it. There was like a trace Mm. amount of cocaine still in like 1914-ish. But that early, those first glasses still had something like nine milligrams of cocaine in a six-ounce glass. That seems like a lot. A line of cocaine, a recreational dose of cocaine. <laughs> the Someone thing, measured. I this, don't... The things you learn on this podcast. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, supposedly 20 to 30 milligrams in like a line. Okay. I, I don't know. I feel like that's one of those things like your line and my line aren't going to be the same size. So I don't know who yeah. measures the average. The average right. line, line, I guess. Right. I mean, they probably got some, I don't know. 
yeah, club some scientists owner that went around and were up? like, let's look at what a, <laughs> we're going to set up a, a field study. Let me just weigh that real quick before you. No. Um, so um, if 20 to 30 is the average line and there's nine in a six ounce glass, I mean, it's not enough to like really fuck you up, but it's substantial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially if you look at a 12 ounce glass then you're halfway to a line. No, one no. six ounce is halfway yes. to a line. Yeah. So. Right. They were serving it in six ounce oh. glasses. Oh, that oh, was oh. like, back in the 1800s, that was a normal size soda. Hmm. Six mm. ounces. Yeah. <laughs> right. Take like a sip now. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I mean, I can't. Imagine that some people wouldn't sit there and have a couple, right? So I can imagine like the founder of McDonald's bringing his 32 ounce cup of and be like, (laughs) I'd like a 32 ounce Coke, please. And just getting just snot, you know, lines upon lines upon lines in that cup. Oh my God. Let's let's cook some burgers. Ray Kroc oh. just fucked up on coke. <laughs> and that's the, how the birth of McDonald's came to be. Fuck your six ounces. We need 32 ounces of coke and a burger. Would you like to supersize that cocaine? <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, um, I was curious about ingesting cocaine this way. Hmm. I mean, some drugs you can ingest in a variety of ways and get a similar effect. And cocaine, I guess you can ingest this way. Um, I guess it's not quite the same. Supposedly, it it makes you feel a little more euphoric. It's a little trippier than it is like hmm. like the jittery kind of feeling that Does I've it, heard you get when yeah. you. <laughs> Does it make your stomach numb? <laughs> <laughs> I I. Don't know. It's just numbing your insides. Yeah. I mean, it was supposed to be good for digestion, so maybe. Oh, yeah. there you go. <laughs> there you go. It's numbing maybe. you inside, both physically and emotionally. <laughs> Cocaine. It sounds like you just have a great time. Oh no, you can die from that too. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I think that might be right. But you'll feel good going out. <laughs> That's right. Um, and while we're, I'll just finish up while we're on the topic of cocaine. Um. It is still the second most popular drug in the U.S. behind cannabis. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's still popular, even though it's way more expensive. (laughs) I mean, I always think, yeah, I mean, I thought it went out of style back in, like, the 80s, 90s. Yeah, no, people still still, love it. I mean, I I wonder if it's, like, crack cocaine, because that, I think, is pretty rampant. They'd probably lump it all together. I'm just wondering if, like, crack cocaine is what's driving that up, because I don't know if people are, like, snorting lines that much anymore. Yeah, booger sugar's falling out of flavor. Yeah. Um, by 1904, there was like one four hundredth of a gram per six ounce serving. So it really didn't. I think it did have something to do with like a slight flavor. I wonder if they maybe cut it out slowly and down to that. It's like when you're trying to give up smoking and you smoke like one less cigarette per Mm. day or something. Um, maybe to just kind of ease people off of it. Because if you just cut that cocaine out, you have a bunch of people like, yeah, Yeah. right, pissed. Yeah, and then probably too, there were the hardcore ones were like buying like four x cocaine, like Coca Cola to get their fix. Oh, for you sure. Know? Like the sales were probably going up as they were decreasing cocaine because I mean, people wanted to get more of it, probably. Mm. 
I'll bet you that's a marketing right there that Coca-Cola would probably take advantage of. (laughs) (laughs) If we know anything about the Coca-Cola company. (sighs) They're pretty good at marketing. That's great. We get people hooked on it, and then we cut a little bit of it out, and they just buy more. This is great. (laughs) (laughs) Profits are way up. (laughs) Oh, my God. They're terrible. It was... um, Cocaine was falling out of favor in the late 1800s. Can you guess why? Uh, Heroin was, I was becoming more s- popular? I was going to say, like, Victorian era, like, you know, prim and proper boringness. Well, that's close. It's kind of the reason that um, all drugs end up becoming illegal. Brown people started using it. Oh. And that just changed everything. I, it's It's like... Bizarre that this was really popular yeah. amongst white people, uh-huh. right? And that was fine. And then, yeah, and then partly because their employers were giving it to them at work, yeah, brown people started using more cocaine. And then a bunch of white judges and like prim and proper people, government were like, people, yeah. Oh, look how like uh, you know. They're out of control. Look how, like, lowbrow this has become. They're going to start raping our women. We need to do something. Let's make cocaine illegal. Ridiculous. That was, like, an actual quote from a judge. Wow. Yeah. That's fucked up. Yeah. Why? Every episode, I am reminded of how fucking awful America used to be. American Mm. history. American history. Is. Is. It's pretty lousy. Anyways. Um, this is interesting. There was a guy named Frank Mason Robinson who was Pemberton's bookkeeper. And he's the one who came up with the name Coca-Cola. It was up till this point still being called that ridiculous. <laughs> Dr. Tubbies or something? <laughs> Tuffles. Tuffles. Dr. Tuffles. <laughs> now, that was the first one that was poisonous. It was Pemberton's French wine cola was oh, okay. the name. <laughs> But they wanted a new name when they added the carbonated I water. Wish they would have left Dr. Tuffy's or whatever yeah. it was. Dr. Tuffy's Dr. Cola. Tubby's, it would be great if they brought that back. Hell actually. yeah, like a heritage release. Right. Fuck and it just yeah. killed a bunch of people and made them blind or something. Oh, no, that's bad. No. <laughs> like Coca-Cola. No. Like I, it tastes like the Black Death. It only tastes like it. I would love to taste that original recipe. I Like... What tasted good to people in 1886 with wine and cocaine and lime juice and sugar Marcus, mixed together? Marcus yeah. has like a founding father's alcohol book. Oh. I'm sure he could make a heritage, um, you know, 17, 1800s concoction for you. Awesome. Yeah. I'll hurry it up here so we can get to that. <laughs> right. And then I'll, I'll have to make a few phone calls before I can get the extra ingredient. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it has to be historically accurate. <laughs> uh, um, Frank Mason Robertson, Pemberton's bookkeeper, came up with the name Coca-Cola from coca leaf and cola nut. He thought those sounded good together. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. And he just threw it out there. You should call it Coca-Cola. And Pemberton was like, maybe I will. And then Frank Robinson, in his very nice handwriting, wrote out Coca-Cola. Whoa. And that is still. No way. No way. Yeah. Get out. That's like. That's so cool, actually. It. it was just his handwriting. That's wow. just how his handwriting looked. Wow. I mean, they had some handwriting back in the yeah, day, you know? fancy. Yep. Fucking fancy for real. That's so crazy. So this is basically like when Jim B. Beam signed off on that bag of coffee. Right. This is What's-His-Face signing off on these. Pemberton. Pemberton signing off on these cans of cola. But it was Robinson's. It's not. 
handwriting. Yeah, so it's the bookkeeper's handwriting. I, know. I feel like it's we're about two weeks away from Pemberton being like, now we must kill Robertson. <laughs> <laughs> Pemberton was a doctor and had terrible handwriting, I presume. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, bookkeepers That's do great. a lot of writing. They're keeping the books. Right. That's they got to have a good handwriting. That's true. Oh, look at that. Mm. He I, lives on. I actually kind of like handwriting. that story, right? I know. I like I it, like too. like the Coca-Cola logo now a little bit more. Yeah, who knew? All right, cool. So now we have Coca-Cola, the temperance drink in 1886. <laughs> Just taking the, taking the liquor industry on head on. <laughs> um, the carbonated water was good for your health. It was still considered a patent medicine. It was recommended for morphine addiction, indigestion, nerve disorders mm. for the ladies, mm-hmm. headaches, and impotence. It's a real cure-all. It's going to get that guy going. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It was being sold by three different businesses under that name in 1888. Um, One of them was the guy I mentioned earlier who helped with the recipe, Willis E. Venable. One of them was a guy named Asa Candler. He ended up purchasing a third stake in the company through a verbal agreement of some kind. So the company was split between... Three different groups. The name, um, Pemberton insisted that the name should stay with his son, Charles Pemberton, withheld rights to that. Esquire the fourth. So very shortly after this new carbonated Coca-Cola came out, John Pemberton died suddenly. He died from... Stomach cancer, so I guess actually not that suddenly. But on a, they, they were not expecting him to just drop dead. He was still addicted to morphine when he died. Oof. He never, I mean, even never with all that it. Coca-Cola. He Can never. we just say, though, if you have stomach cancer and a bayonet through the chest. Right. I mean, I feel like you've kind of earned a morphine addiction. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> it's just sad that he invented this and sold it for over 20 years thinking it would cure his addiction and... I guess, I guess the it, point and is then he, he, sold he it. just got another addiction. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't <laughs> know many people who have gotten off opiates through using cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you just kind of carry both those. Yeah. I think. <sighs> um, he was also. It was a, it was a noble try. Yeah. <laughs> nice try, John Pemberton. Um, he also was poor when he died he did not end up making billions of dollars off of this huge company he um possibly in part because of his morphine i was gonna say that that's you know um although i bet morphine wasn't that expensive and quite readily available back then that's true yeah but i I would have to assume if you're like have a huge morphine addiction and now cocaine addiction that you're you're probably not great with your finances yeah he's probably not great with his finances and how much are you even working i mean i guess you're selling coca-cola but poor guy hmm. kind of kind of tanked and how'd his son do his son died of an opium addiction six years later after selling his share oh. in the company Ooh. to pay for more opium Aww. oh man it's really sad i mean that happens i mean that's yeah. like you see that nowadays a parent yeah. with an addiction and then a child falls into right. an addiction i mean it's probably just the same. I'm telling you, this is the all-American story. Yeah. I really, this guy. That trauma, uh. that trauma repeats. <sighs> yeah, generational traumas. That's sad. Yeah. 
so, so the founding family is out. The founding family is out. Asa Candler showed up at John Pemberton's funeral trying to buy the name Coca-Cola <laughs> from the widow <laughs> at the funeral. What the fuck? Wow. He's like, I got to be up on it right away. Oh, my God. He ended up paying like 17 He offered 300 He ended up paying $1,700 for the name. Do we Which was wait. like $4 million. It wasn't actually even that out. It was like 47000 or something. It wow. was like a lot, but it wasn't. Yeah. Um, it wasn't like exorbitant. I mean, maybe his wife was just like, Ugh, I'm just done. Yeah. yeah. So it. this was the Pemberton or the, the son's wife? Or no, the it was dad's wife. the, yeah. Yeah, I mean, she just lost her husband, then her son, her and she's like. Probably from this this like medicine, she's probably she like, be out. Just give me the fucking money so I can go. Just be done with it. Asa Chandler is the one who ended up. As sole owner of the company, um, he bought out the other um, partners. His total investment over the years in Coca-Cola was $2,300, and he ended up being the sole wow. owner. So $1,700 was 40000 So we're looking at like a total investment of like fifty to 60000 $72,000. $72,000. Yeah. He sold it in 1919, $25 million. What? Wow. What? Wait, okay. All right. Then. Wait, I got to do 1919 now. That's a lot of money, 1919. The U.S. Wait. Treasury had, tw- had $50 million. <laughs> How much did you say? $25 million? $25 million in 1919. Isn't Fuck. that crazy? Oh, my God. I'm like, that is like the most insane. $975 million. Uh, and the Louisiana purchase was like 500 bucks. <laughs> Coca Cola is a lot more valuable than Louisiana. I think that's been proven. In Texas and Oklahoma. I think all of them. Just so he went from paying $72,000 to, in like a very short amount of time, to making a billion dollars, essentially. Yep. Jeez. That was like, like 30 then, years of ownership. Then did he go Fuck and man. like be like, oh, cool. Well, this is how the Valley works. So we're going to go start Silicon Valley. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that what he did? Did he move to California? You know what? I have no idea what San Asa Francisco Chandler did. <laughs> he was like, fuck it. I'm out. He's a fucking billionaire of the 1900s. He's like, let's do it again. The, let's start a venture capital firm. Yeah. <laughs> it was purchased by uh, a group of investors and immediately... Went public for $40 a share. And that is the origin story of Coca-Cola. Wow. I love it. Okay. These last three note cards are when we finally get to the coffee portion of the Coca-Cola story. I know you put in a lot of effort trying to get to the bottom of the coffee story. Why is Coca-Cola with coffee being sold right now? Right. It seems so weird. I couldn't find, um, I couldn't find like, it's not like the Roth. Yeah. I couldn't find like the, the one person who mixed coca-cola and coffee but it is a thing in like various coffee shops Mm. where they'll like serve weird coffee drinks you know it's something that pops up in different places you can find recipes online for coffee cola a lot of it is like adding a shot of espresso or mixing it like 50 50 (sighs) with cold brew gross um all of it it seems gross it It seems seems like kind of a widespread but maybe not very well known thing. It is kind it of popular pops up in the all south because I feel like sweet tea. Maybe mm, is it popular in the south? Maybe sweet coffee. They want to mix cola. their their Georgia their native Georgia right coffee with cola. Maybe. Yeah, I mean maybe. Yeah, yeah. I mean this sounds like some wacky shit they do in the south. 
So yeah, I couldn't find like a region or a place where Coke and coffee mixed together was a thing, but I guess it's like just sort of vaguely a thing. In 2006, Coca-Cola came out with a product called Black, spelled B-L-A-K, which was a coffee-flavored soft drink. I don't really remember it. Me neither. Um, Coca-Cola says it failed because it was ahead of its time. Huh. Naturally. It it was discontinued in 2008. Okay. It's not the Coca-Cola company that was wrong. It was the people that are wrong. They're just not ready. Right. Mm -hmm. Underdeveloped people. Um, At the same time in 2006, Coca-Cola launched a coffee brand Hmm. called Far Coast Coffee. Weird. Okay. They were like the official coffee of the 2010 Vancouver Winter Olympics. Huh. Holy shit. Served all over at all the venues. The Weird. company no longer exists. Like, I, I guess they tried it out and decided huh. it wasn't working for them. All right. They were, they seemed like they were like determined to try to get into the coffee space one way or the other. Right. So they're like, let's try a coffee cola drink. Let's try a coffee brand. Have you heard of a coffee chain called Costa? No. I've heard of a restaurant chain called Costa. Okay, it's a coffee shop chain yeah. called Costa. Yeah, I yes, have. yes. It was um, founded in London in 1971, two Italian brothers named Bruno and Sergei Costa. It is the second largest coffee house chain in the world behind Starbucks. Wow. Didn't know that. The number one coffee house chain in the UK. It, huh. Like, it is the Starbucks of the UK. Okay. Wow, okay, crazy. Do you know who owns it? Coca-Cola. <laughs> Wait, but did they buy it from those brothers? They, no, the brothers sold it in 1995. Um, Coca-Cola bought it in 2019. Okay. Oh, um, wow, recently. They, yeah, recently, right before this coffee came out. Oh. Um, they paid $5 billion for it. Wow. Shit. That's a lot of money. This is what, like, I found, like, a trade publication that spelled it out for me. Okay. And apparently... Sometimes you got to do that real journalism shit. (laughs) Um, China is an expanding market for coffee. Starbucks is there. Costa is there. But it's still sort of a free-for-all to see who's going to win that battle. Another place where coffee is seeing um, a big uptick in sales right now, ready-to-drink products. RTD. RTD. Yeah. Um, This is another place where there's room for competition. This is a place where there's room for Costa to come into the U.S. Um, Hmm. Coca-Cola is not thinking that Costa coffee shops are worth trying to break into the U.S. market. But ready to drink, yes. And um, China. Well, it makes sense, right? Because they have the supply chain and the distribution right now already yeah you so figure it makes Co- sense for them to go in yeah coca-cola is a ready-to-drink product they all they need to do is add some powdered coffee to it right and, and twist the screws with their vendors and be like hey you yeah. guys you guys want more coke all right yeah. bring in this costa rtd drink too all right do it can you think of another company that owns a soda company and a coffee company uh i would say dr pepper snapple Jab Holdings. Jab Holdings. Oh, it's Jab. Jab comes back again. Between Starbucks, Dunkin', and Jab, that's 80% of U.S. coffee sales. Starbucks, and Dunkin', and Jab. Coca-Cola wow. wants a cut of that. Yeah. Well, they're not going to get there with the, whatever they, they're trying to service right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. We'll find out. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, Costa sells a signature blend of coffee. It's an Arab- Arabica Robusta blend. Ooh. Um, I don't know what 
the coffee is in this can. Didn't it say it was a Brazilian coffee? On it the is box? a Brazilian coffee. And it I bet it's roasted coffee. then by Costa. Do you think they'd roast it and then ship it all the way over here? Yeah. That would be my guess, is that they're, that Costa is making it. They already own the company. In Europe, like, instant coffee is so popular, they probably already have the technology. Hmm. Am I wrong? I Well, I couldn't find the answer, but I was kind of hoping that Costa was the answer. I mean, that's what really makes the most yeah, sense that- to me, especially if they just bought Costa, and then they started selling Coke with coffee immediately after yeah, that. The timeline yeah. lines up. That would be my best guess. That mm-hmm. makes sense. All yeah. right, I found the answer. Yay. We got there. We've deduced Woo. it. All right. Well, shall we crack open a can of coffee? <laughs> yes. I guess. Let's do it. All right. I'm going to go out to the Midwestern fridge and grab our cans of vanilla flavored Coca-Cola with coffee. Modest Coffee roasts the highest quality single origin coffees without the snobbery. They take the guesswork out of buying specialty coffee by carefully curating green coffees and sorting them to one of their tiers, based on cupping score, price, flavor notes, and roast level. Go to www.modest.coffee forward slash no bad reviews to see what they're roasting today. Pip pip cheerio! Mm. All right. A great Mm -hmm. Coca-Cola taste blended with rich, luxurious coffee. So this is what we're in for. Are we going to run this through the brewer, too, to heat it up? (laughs) 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 All right. Are we ready to crack this bad boy open? Crack this bitch open. All right. All right. I'm about to do it. All right. Honestly, this was the easiest brewing that we've had to do yet. (laughs) I mean, it went so fast. Yeah. I wonder if the ratios are right. Let me smell it. Yeah, the olfactory reveal. The olfactory <laughs> reveal. Treat this appropriately. It smells like Coke to me. I don't smell any coffee. Oh, Agreed. I smell, no. Do you I smell s- coffee? I do. Oh. I smell like, um, but it smells like a little bready. I don't like, smell It smells any like Coke coffee. and toast. That's what I smell. There's vanilla in it, too. Oh, it's yeah. the vanilla flavored one. So you may get some of that. All right, I'm ready to dive in. Um, I mean, I like Coke. I do not love the idea of coffee powder mixed in with my coke oh i'm gonna pour some actually i want to pour some into a cup to see what it looks like mm. oh that's a good call i am is it gonna be darker mm. it looks just like coke too it does not look like it's any darker than and it fizzes like coke did you try it not yet about to i'm really just tasting vanilla coke i don't taste coffee oh i taste the sucralose too mm, sucralose i get a little a little hint of coffee. It's like the tiniest, teeniest amount of bitterness. It's like a donut. It's like the rim of my my sensory perception is like kind of like dusted in coffee. Yeah, I can. <laughs> that's I think a good way to describe it. We have to keep it positive. I know, trying to keep it positive right. here. Um, I would not drink this as it is, and I feel like it's a little artificial flavor. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. like. I think that this Coke product would be better. If they just kept to their normal 39 grams of sugar per can. Yeah. Why bother with the sucralose? Why Why you got to be messing with the classic? Right. Coke, we got we to gotta protest. I'm not, I'm actually not sure why they did that. Um, I know there's more caffeine than in a regular Coke, um, maybe twice as much, which is still less caffeine than you would find in a cup of coffee. Hmm. But um, I think that Coca-Cola kind of marketed this as an afternoon drink like you know you have your coffee in the morning you need to pick me up in the afternoon kind of a coffee cola blend you don't have to make a choice anymore oh 
Because I'm always like, I'm always on the fence. Am I going to have coffee or cola right now? (laughs) I just don't know. And then you're like... And you know what they say. It's like if you try and make something for everybody, that everybody's going to be happy. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That always works. Well, it's worked for Coke, in all fairness. This, This might be one of my least favorite Coke products I've ever had. And then being that, like, honestly, um, I I want to find a way to make this better. I okay, do. go ahead. Yeah, I I'm going to add cream it. to it. <laughs> I didn't even get out any cream. <laughs> I expected this to be a lot worse. I expected there to be, like, a lot of bitterness of coffee mixed in with Coke. And to me, that was a really unappealing combination. But drinking it, to me, it just really tastes like I had mixed Coke with Diet Coke. Mm. And... It's not unpleasant to me. I guess if I wanted an afternoon drink and I couldn't decide between Coke and coffee because it's always my dilemma, I'm never going to have to deal with that again. Wow, you're really adding cream to it. That seems weird. Well, it's like an Italian soda. I'm I'm thinking of. It's not uncommon to do cream and soda. So if this is Costa, right? European. That's true. It's an Italian company originally. Oh, man, that's so much better. Is it? Really? It really is. You know, it kind of tastes a little bit like a, like a, like a cream soda. No, it does really? taste really good. Well, yeah. now I'm intrigued. I know. You should. You should try it. It makes it a lot better. I was just going to go straight for the whiskey. I think I that know. we... I, I'm glad I stopped there. I'm glad, I'm glad I stopped here along the way to the whiskey, because I think it, with the whiskey, it'll be really good. I think... Okay, so I think I should be the good. one who drinks it black. Marcus drinks it with cream. Maybe you should take one for the team and try it with whiskey. <laughs> no, I'm sad. <laughs> Marcus wants the whiskey, too. You should try it with this cream. I'll try it with cream. That sounds crazy. I will say that black, um, I'm not I'm not a big soda drinker. I probably have a soda twice a year, no joke, and it probably isn't even a Coke. I don't hate it. I just don't um, care about, like, I don't like the sugary sweetness. I'm not that into it. Mm-hmm. But, um... I don't find this undrinkable. I find, I find this it perfectly fine for what it is, I think. Adding the cream, it's kind of like when you make a root beer float and then the ice cream is melted. <gasps> I love a root mm. beer float. I do love that. Now I just want to add ice cream to it then. I would say this is not bad black. I don't feel like I need whipped cream. I don't feel like I need regular cream or sugar. I've never put cream in soda before. It's not bad. I know, right? Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> And it looks like coffee now. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Hmm. Now I kind of want like a root beer float made with coffee powder. So maybe we should invent a drink. The root beer float with coffee powder. Root beer mixed with coffee powder. You're hearing it first on this podcast. Don't steal our idea. (laughs) We're going to become rich on that. I would like the next time I'm at work to try some of our cold brew with some of the Coca-Cola that's in our break room, Mm. a little 50-50 mix, and see if homemade tastes any Mm. better than canned. I'll bet you it'll be be significantly better. It'll be significantly more coffee. Are you guys going to go for whiskey or are we going to end it at cream and get... I don't need the whiskey, but I want the whiskey. Yeah, I'm curious to try it with whiskey, <laughs> honestly. Yeah, but I want to finish it. I don't think I need both. Milk and yeah. Oh, God, no. I'm going to pour a little whiskey into what's left in the can. Oh, smart. I think. What do you think so far? I feel 19 again. Mm. I feel like I'm drinking Jack and Coke with my fake ID. Aw. It doesn't taste good, but yeah, the flavor of nostalgia is worth something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm. I actually can't decide which is better, the 
the cream or the whiskey, they're about par for me. Mm. I, I think actually, they're both not bad. I think I like the cream better. I think mm. the whiskey doesn't do anything to cut the sweetness, and the sweetness is my main issue with cola generally. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Well, there you have it, guys. All right. Who do we think this coffee is for? I think it's for that person who just loves Coke so fucking much. Yep. <laughs> and like, but hates coffee, but wants to participate first thing in the morning like the rest of America. So that's who I think this is for. I feel like if you're suffering from a morphine addiction, this might be the one <laughs> version of this recipe that'll work. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Marcus. All right. Um, Esquire the third. Um, (laughs) so thank you so much everybody for listening to this episode today where we tried coca-cola with coffee vanilla flavored if you want to send us an email send an email to hello at nobadreviewspodcast.com listen to our patreon bonus episode we're going to be reviewing starlight coke the starlight coke is coca-cola's version of what outer space should taste like um, and posting that to our Patreon. Find us and follow us on social media at No Bad Reviews Pod. And number one, most important, follow us on your favorite podcasting app and tell like five friends. Like send. If you have five friends. If you have five friends, which I assume you do because you're listening to this podcast, so that makes you pretty awesome. Tell them, five of your other awesome friends. Listen to this podcast, it's really fun. Oh, yeah. Also, don't forget Patreon, merch, send us that subscriber giveaway screenshot and before we go we decided we're going to make this into a two-parter um you're going to get a bonus episode for all listeners we're going to release that on thursday that is just going to have a lot of really fun facts about coca-cola and the coca-cola company throughout the 20th century up until today and stuff bye thanks everybody Thank you for listening to this podcast, generously sponsored by Modest Coffee, purveyors of single-origin coffee without the snobbery. Visit www.modest.coffee forward slash no bad reviews to see what they're roasting today. Enjoy.